Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, December 21st. Man, this is it. The last podcast uh, that I'll be doing, at least, prior to our uh, Christmas holiday. And uh, really, really looking forward to Sunday, being able to celebrate together as we uh, gather as the people of God. Let me just remind you, we will have the fourth Sunday of Advent on Christmas Eve morning. So because uh, Sunday is Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve is falling on a Sunday is a better way to say that. Um, our 8.30 and 10.30 gatherings will be as they normally are. Um, we'll celebrate together the Prince of Peace as we uh, round out the names from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, we'll have a new song and actually two pieces of art uh, that we'll be unveiling this time around. And so uh, definitely looking forward to that. And then um, a- as we go into the evening, the evening will be a distinct, a single distinct service. So 6 o'clock candlelight service. We'll just have one. Um, so come early. We'll have a jazz trio out in the lobby. Uh, or not a trio, a jazz, uh, a, a jazz band, a jazz ensemble of some kind out in the lobby prior to the gathering. And then uh, we'll start uh, promptly at six o'clock. And uh, that will be a family level gathering. So there'll be childcare for those who are um, uh, pre-K and under. And otherwise, uh, we'll have kids with us. It'll be about an hour long and uh, be a time to um, to just come together, to uh, meditate on the beauty of the story, uh, to light candles and recognize that the light of Christ has come among us. And so that'll be on Sunday. And then as a reminder, we will not have podcasts next week. However, uh, coming here in the next day or so will be a Christmas meditation from our uh, friends, the Absaloms, uh, specifically Hannah Absalom will be uh, leading us through a Christmas meditation. And so uh, I'll encourage you to, uh, at some point next week, take some time quiet to uh, engage that meditation and, uh, and engage the beauty of the season as we uh, uh, bask in the light of Christmas tide. So uh, Christmas, like Easter, uh, starts at the holiday from a church calendar perspective and uh, moves on from there. And so we'll have a couple weeks of uh, Christmas as we uh, engage the beauty of the season uh, coming into the beginning of, of the new year. Today, I just want to take a couple minutes to uh, talk about an aspect of this final name, the Prince of Peace, that um, I likely won't have time to engage on uh, Sunday, a part of the way that our Advent gatherings have worked, which I think has been glorious, is because of the new songs that are being written and uh, the art pieces that are being unveiled. I'm having a little bit less time uh, to be able to unpack the scriptures, which is, uh, I think, totally appropriate to be able to uh, hear the truth of the word from a variety of different uh, mediums and in a variety of different ways, I think is a a beautiful way to engage the season. And so um, I'm not going to have time to be able to hit every aspect uh, of the Prince of Peace as though that would be possible anyway. Um, So so I want to talk about one that I think is important, but one that we won't uh, dwell on a ton, which is that the Prince of Peace, when Isaiah names Jesus the Prince of Peace in uh, Isaiah 9-6, it's the only one of the four names that has a royal connotation to it. Um, wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, um, they they are relational, um, they're powerful for sure, 
but uh, only the Prince of Peace has a royal connotation to it, that, um, that Jesus comes as uh, a prince, ultimately a king who would rule. And uh, that ties us back into the kingdom of God. Remember when Jesus came, his declaration was not, hey, believe in me and you can go to heaven. His declaration was, the kingdom of God is at hand. You now can enter in to the rule and reign of God. And so that kingdom of God uh, ties into the Prince of Peace because the kingdom is a kingdom of peace. In fact, when you look through Paul's letters, one of the things that you find is uh, over and over and over again, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. Just again and again and again through Paul's letters, you see um, that kind of constant refrain coming. Um, and, and in fact, um, there are uh, sections in really each of the letters, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Uh, each one of them has uh, a grace and peace component to it because um, Jesus is ruling over a kingdom of peace. And what that means is that um, that, that word literally, peace, is shalom, that um, in the kingdom of God, Everything is as it should be. Um, all that's wrong has been made right. There's a, um, a, 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 a sense in which uh, all of the broken pieces are starting to be put back together, that we can find real fulfillment. I was just talking to a friend last night about how, um, how remarkable it is that Ecclesiastes, a book that was written literally 3,000 years ago, is so relevant to our lives today because we're still chasing after the wind. We're still trying to find peace and fulfillment in the things of the world. And we will never find it. That was the message of Ecclesiastes. Um, the, the Hebrew word is hebel. It's like, it's like the wind that you can't quite grab hold of, the smoke that, um, that, that you see, but you just can't quite get. And that's what uh, real peace is like for us apart from Christ. It's only in Jesus that we're able to find the, the rule and reign of God and therefore the peace or the shalom that we long for. Osgenes, in one of his books, uh, tells the story of a businessman uh, giving a speech at Oxford. Let me read for you this, this section um, as there's this kind of longing for peace that's, that's bound up in what he says. Guinness writes this. As you know, I have been very fortunate in my career to make a lot of money, far more than I ever dreamed of, far more than I could ever spend, far more than my family needs. The speaker, Guinness records, was a prominent businessman at a conference near Oxford University. The strength of his determination and character showed in his face, but a moment's hesitation betrayed deeper emotions hidden behind the outward intensity. A single tear rolled slowly down his well-tanned cheek. To be honest, one of my motives for making so much money was simple, to have the money to hire people to do what I don't like doing. But there's one thing I've never been able to hire anyone to do for me, find my own sense of purpose and fulfillment. I'd give anything to discover that. The poignant illustration that Guinness is making is that as we long for things in the world, there is a limit to what we can get. We can get lots of good stuff. And, and, uh, and please hear me, I'm not down on whether it's making a lot of money or having a lot of stuff or uh, being 
being fulfilled. There are, there are good things that are part of this world, but they're not ultimate things. And that's what this businessman found. That's what King Solomon found in the book of Ecclesiastes. And that's what you and I find as we chase after our uh, worldly dreams. We find that there's, there's just not enough money. There's always the need for a little bit more. There's, there's not enough stuff. There's always a new thing coming out. Uh, the, the stuff of this world will not satisfy us. And that's the beauty of that final name, Prince of Peace. Jesus, despite our financial state, despite our, um, w- what we have and what we want and what we wish we had, um, G- Jesus gives real peace, uh, transcendent peace, uh, a, a, a sense of full satisfaction, whether or not we have all that we feel like we need in the world. Jesus gives us the peace that we long for. And so as we consider this final name, Jesus as the Prince of Peace, the ruler of uh, the kingdom of peace, uh, quite, uh, the, the literal translation is the Tsar of Shalom, Shalom, I love that, the Tsar of Shalom, that, uh, that Jesus as the Prince of Peace is inviting, inviting us into a new kind of kingdom. And that has been uh, from the very beginning when Jesus was uh, declaring it on earth, the, the invitation into following him. That there is a kingdom that is at hand, and we can repent and believe, turn and embrace the reality of the kingdom. And so, as we come to the Christmas season, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I want to uh, wish you joy and peace as you uh, move towards him and as you uh, draw close to him this holiday season. Uh, consider those four names, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, as we will do on Sunday night as we gather together, and uh, the invitation into this baby Jesus and the kingdom that he invites us into. And so, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you sense the Spirit on you and in you and through you. May this Christmas season be a joyful-filled one. And uh, I will be back with you again uh, with new podcasts and a new format and all kinds of fun surprises in the new year. Grace and peace to you.